0: No block closer, go ahead, no block, do you find me tiny if you find me your hand for a grab. Welcome
1: to Hard Talks with Chris and Friends, where topics that are hard or will make you hard are talked about, where things get real and unfiltered. Here is your host, Christopher Velasquez. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to a new episode. You know, as gay men, we don't have a lot of places where we could get together. But one of the biggest places where, you know, historically and just overall, gay men have gotten together are the bars. You know, from like Stonewall to like your local bar. Bars have a very crucial, important place in our history. Sometimes the first place we go and we find our community are gay bars. So as gay people, sometimes our first place where we feel like we're part of a community or we were welcomed into a community are bars. We party there. We hang out there. We meet people there. We work there. We celebrate there. We cry there. We party there. We do it all at bars. Um, This pandemic has been Very hard on everybody, but specifically small businesses. And bars fall under that umbrella. One of the places that are really getting hurt, our small bars. Today, I want to have someone, a special guest, come on and kind of talk to us about what's happening and share their story. And so we could help them survive all of this. The owner of Redline Oliver Luke Alpash. This bar means so much to me. Actually, it's the second bar that I went to when I like was officially um, able to go to bars. Um, I went a I went a tire heat for the longest before I turned 21, and then I went to you know the Abbey because since before you turn 21, you know that that's the place that you know all the gays are supposed to go. But then I found out that there was actually more than just WeHo. And I went to precinct and I fell in love. And that's usually when I started kind of coming into my kink. But then um, one night, my friend was like, you know, we love this place, but there's a, another little place that's down the street, so much fun, and you're going to feel at home there. And I was like, really? So then we went there. And um, luckily, my best friend, Valerie Ramboom was performing that night there. Or she's performed there a couple nights. And I had so much fun after that. I love watching Drag Race at bars and at Redline became the place to go watch um, Drag Race just because it was like such a, I don't know, it was so cool. It's a small little place and you just feel so connected to everybody. And when you're watching the show and you're getting into the show like Drag Race and everybody who knows me, I get into Drag Race like it's some sport. (laughs) So it was the best place to go. But so, yeah, I have the owner of Redline, Oliver. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's quarantine going? Besides where the topic that we're (laughs) going to talk about, besides that, in a personal level, how's it going? On a
0: personal level? I mean,
1: (laughs) it's like it's connected.
0: All connected. But if there was a definition for shit show, my, my quarantine would be that.
1: Like, (laughs) it's a mess. Yeah. I think, I think we're all learning how to deal deal with this one way or another I think if anybody says that they didn't have a shit show of a quarantine they're lying <laughs> well no no I
0: literally had a shit show my entire apartment flooded with sewage from the entire building so yeah you ha- y- you actually met a shit show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a nightmare but well but then... still holding on still finding some good stuff to be positive the silver lining as they say
1: there's always a a, a beacon of hope yes Let's talk about, before we get into Redline, um, let's talk about you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So
0: I grew up in Highland Park. A lot of people don't know. Before it was trendy. Before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so like that was not the Highland Park I grew up in. I worked retail my whole life. And the last job was at Nike and I loved it. They were, that actually inspired me to open up um because we had a lot of community events that we were in charge of and they gave me my own store and they're like hey make a authentic running community and i, and I did at the grove and we like threw a half marathon free half marathons and it was just amazing to just be a part of like growing this running community and everyone kind of coming together and that's when i moved to downtown i've always loved downtown as a kid we, my mom would you know bring me downtown like 30 40 years ago. Shh, don't tell him. <laughs> but uh, it, I moved downtown and I was living there and we saw the community, but we didn't really, you know, being gay, not in WeHo, you never know. And there was no like place to go and like meet the other gays in your neighborhood. So doing all this stuff with Nike and like building a running community and like just seeing it grow and being a part of that gave me confidence enough to like open Redline. And my whole mission of it was like, I want it to be a community meeting space so same concept like I want to bring everyone together I want people to make connections I want it not just to be a bar I want people to like create memories there and you know you said earlier you're like you know it feels like home and I just smiled so hard because that's exactly what like we want redline to be
1: yeah I, I I told you this and and in the intro I talk about it a little bit um, for gay people um, bars, are that you know that place where we have and this is like since the beginning <laughs> i want to say kind of the beginning of time but since we know history you know stonewall when you go from like stonewall to like you know your neighborhood bar it's basically the same thing you know we we've had our history has been connected to these bars Oh well, yeah because this is you know that's the only place that we were allowed to be ourselves without hiding it i mean recent history without hiding it before there was like someone who stood at the door and and told everybody hey someone the, you know the cops are coming pitch it up for like of it. <laughs> right it, it's so important for us to kind of not forget that everybody's had a hard time during quarantine but i think small businesses overall are having even a harder time oh, yes. and th- specifically when you think about it i mean you read all these stuff that's going on in the papers but the people who are having the hardest time are small businesses of people of color and if you add that people who are not straight and who are you know who are gay those businesses are even having even a harder time oh yeah that's why i wanted to have you on because i do think it's important for us to make sure that you know, as gay people and I'd come together and help Redline mm. <laughs> right now. And, and I wanted to do my part, sure that the word is spread because we for sure need, we need it. And I, I know, like you said, it is a place that feels like home. It's not just a bar, a place, you know, where you go and have fun. Like I have gone with Reach LA, there was a, we had a, a meetup, a men's meetup at Redline. I remember having just brunch with family and and getting all together and watching the drag show for brunch at Redline. So it's just so much more than just a bar. And I think it's so important for for us to, to, to make sure that, that that survives all this crazy darkness that we've had the last year.
0: Oh, yeah. I think I, I want to go back to like you were saying, like history and what bars mean. And you mentioned Stonewall and it just really connects the dots of like, for me, like being in Redline, I, you know, I own Redline, I operate Redline, I work as a bartender, I'm there and to be able to see so many things happen in real life, like we, DTLA Proud was formed in Redline, you know, and became this bigger event that means so much to like even more people to celebrate all the differences within the queer community, like coming together. But like, I remember those conversations. I remember the conversations of like with our regulars and like talking about it and them giving input or, you know, having the community meetings of like, do you think this is even a good idea with all the nonprofits? And, you know, we, we forget that we say it's a bar, but it's just, it's so much more than a bar because it's like everything else that happens in there, the, the walls get dropped and you're able to talk and build... Something for your community, or express yourself even more authentically because of this space, because of any queer space. You mentioning that just really made me even rethink about how much
1: more it is. Yeah, it's it's funny because I I I've had conversations. I've you know I work with straight people, and they're all just like, "What's the big deal? Like, do you know there's bars everywhere? There's just going to be more that are going to open in its place." And I looked at them, and I was like, you know. As, as a straight person who goes to straight bars and that's privilege. Like there's not that many places where I feel comfortable. I, I don't feel comfortable sometimes at a, at a straight bar because I feel like the out, you know, the person out or I, I don't feel like I could be my authentic self. Like I can't just have The fun I would, I was like having those places where I can meet other people like me, where I can have just fun and, and let go and let my hair down and, and just, you know, have fun. Nowadays, take that for granted that having these places for us and that are safe for us, we don't have that privilege that, that a bar will just open up. We don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Places or gay people don't just reopen up
0: no everyone it's funny because everyone's like you know a queer a queer bar oh my god it's just gonna be like i hear it a lot it's like oh yeah it's gonna be busy no matter what blah 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 and it's like no a queer space you're catering to a specific audience especially when you're outside of weho like you really need to build that community and be part of the community because that's the whole point of opening up a bar or a queer space it and it's hard and it's hard to survive and it's not like you know Money's raining from the ceiling. It's it's more or less like we just need to stay afloat and like be happy and true to ourselves. And like we were doing that and we we're great until this pandemic hit, and then now it's just a shit show. And just feels like no, there's no true support. You know, they keep on saying wait, but it's yeah. just that like there's so much more. It's not just a bar, and it's not just this. Or you think about it, and it I understand why people say like, well, just another one will come in its place, but like. It's that's not true because they're even before this pandemic, queer spaces were closing, queer bars were closing. Like it's not, it's something that we really have to fight for to have them when we're out of this because we're already
1: struggling before. And it's like I said, we, I think for the last couple of years, we've, we've forgotten and we've just not been grateful to have these places. And I think this is just more and, I'm just going to start sounding like the old man that's like in my days. (laughs) But I think that, you know, the younger generations have other ways to connect with each other. Yeah. Um, You know, they have Instagram, they have Grindr, they have everything. It's not as hard as it was before. I mean, I remember growing up and, not really knowing a lot of places to go where it was going to be okay for me to be gay or where uh, I could meet other gay people until I started going to bars and and meeting other people like me, building those connections. Some of my friends I have met at bars and their friendships that have, that mean so much for me. And I think if anything, this pandemic has shown us, because even me, I am someone that's super social. And the thing that I've missed this whole pandemic is being out with my friends and just being out dancing and whenever a song whenever you know carly dropped a song or ariana (laughs) dropped a song all i could think was imagine oh we already
0: said planning we're like if we reopen we need to have a dance night of like all the 2020 songs that we could not listen to at a club like it's funny because it's like those are the things like we look forward to like going out dancing and being like, hey, you know, Cardi's new song is on, um, mm-hmm. you know, on while you're on the dance floor. Or, or, I mean, Dua's album came out and they were like, What we need, Billy's oh, so album came out, we need for all of this. And it's like, We're <laughs> stuck at home. You yeah. want to share that with your friends. Like, that my favorite memories of Redline is like doing those like theme nights and getting it all decked out for Kylie night or Britney night or. You know, the drag shows, like... We even had a dolly night that like, we redid the whole bar in like pink and, <laughs> draw and But those are the fun, like that's what makes it fun and like you do it for your friends and you do it to hang out. And, you know, it's it's never going to be the same as, you know, oh, I could just meet someone on Grindr. I don't have to go to a gay bar. It's like it, queer experience is not just sex. It's like, oh no, it's not. It's being in a, being at Redline during the season finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, seeing everyone just so immersed into the show and sees who's gonna win and everyone like cheering at the end like it is a whole experience you're right like young kids don't realize there's more to a gay bar than just like oh i i know this is not everyone but like oh i have i have a trick that i'm gonna meet up on grinder
1: i don't have to go to a queer space it's like but there's more to it there's more to and look i'm hispanic i love a good dancer and you know what grinder will never do grinder will never make me fall in love with a guy because of the way he dances (laughs) (laughs) girl they got only fans now. (laughs) You know where I've met some of my favorite OnlyFans? Go-Go Boys? Mm-hmm. Dancing at Redline. So. That is true. But yeah, so Drag Race. Like, I remember last season just going in for All Stars and I didn't like someone. And just having that satisfaction with the whole bar going like... It, I, it's so good. Yeah, it, it, it's great. And it's something that we that we won't have if, if we don't. Sure, that to to pitch cool. in and all of us stick together and help Redline.
0: They're not going to be playing it at, you know, Lust Perilous on a Friday night right
1: <laughs> let's like, be real i mean even drag race has you know has said well if it wasn't for those viewing parties drag race would not be as big as it is just things that i think we need to put in perspective at least for the younger crowd there is a, a level and i, and I know I'm um, i mean i'm still from the young generation and i'm sure that there's stuff that i take for granted but the, the the number one thing for me it's it's community and What we all need to remember is these bars are a place where community, at least for gay people, community starts. We have us building friendship. It's a place where we're able to to just explore explore ourselves you know through outfit being able to wear whatever we want there's certain places you can't walk in with heels and you can't you know be in gender fuck outfits you know painting your nails like anything a gay bar always welcomes you as you are it's just stuff we need to remember and it's a place where for the longest queer men couldn't find work in their regular places and gay bars have always been a place of employment for sex workers for people who otherwise wouldn't get a job making sure that we 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 keep those things in mind when we do talk about why is it important to save these bars. Red Line is not just a bar and it's not just a place to go drink that I it is a place that I've done that. I've, it's been a place I've cried at. It's been a place I've had amazing moments at. It's, and it's a place where I've had breakups, <laughs> where I've been, I'm not coming back here because <laughs> this ruined this little boy ruined it. And then the following week I fell in love with a go-go boy and found out he was working there. So then I was there again. <laughs> so it's the watering hole for our community. It's a place where we all get together and, and we need to make sure that that watering hole is still there when we're done. With this pandemic, where can people go and and help?
0: Um, right now we have our GoFundMe. My brother set it up, so it's if you go to the GoFundMe page and just type in Redline, it will show up. If you can go there. I'm so happy to see that there are so many performers that are doing benefit shows as well, which they took it upon themselves to do, which literally makes me want to cry. So we had those are popping up. I know them Fatal. I know Tito Bonito has one, um, and then we also are doing a pop-up restaurant if you go to open table and redline you'll find it it's something and at least we're able to work and employ our staff create a queer space again because it's funny because like i think about that too because when we think about like dining out outdoor dining or this or that like we the the pop-up is more it's a queer space that you could have dinner and drinks right it's not a you could go anywhere And, like, there's tons of places that have outdoor dining, but where are you going to know that there's going to be gay people and we'll have, you know, Robin blaring on the radio and (laughs) you'll just feel comfortable. And we had our first night last night. And it was just amazing to just be around queer people. Like it, it I don't know how to express that to people. And I think during this pandemic, that's what I've been missing the most is just like you have a sense of like you're not alone in the world. You have people around there you, you have the support system. You have community, you have family. And we don't get that right now. And like with like I'm just so happy that we're able to do that. So that's another way. And if you're needing that, and you feel comfortable you can always support us there too
1: they could always for sure find the link to the gofundme our youtube channels me and valerie are doing reviews for drag race um and there is a link on our youtube channel for redline um, for the gofundme you guys could always go check out redline on instagram and keep up to date and you know a dollar helps so thank you so much for coming on thank you for um talking with us about redline and giving us your story and I hope that um, we could help. Oh, thank you. Thank you.
0: I mean, this just reminds, just talking to you makes me happy because it just reminds me of why we work so hard and why we're working so hard to make sure that we, we come back. Um, we
1: thank will. Thank you. There will be a lot of come on our back. <laughs> and you guys will come back. <laughs> yeah, deal. Both. Take it all. We will be both. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Have a good one. See you. Bye bye. So remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment. You can follow me on Instagram at chris diva, and you can follow the pod at Hard Talks with Chris. And I want to give a special thanks to Jamison for letting me borrow his song "Fuckable" for the intro and outro.